This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Time to rock and roll. Week 15 in the NFL. The bowl season gets underway. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco every week here on the ESPN Chicago app. You get the show on Friday nights, Saturday morning, Encore Replay. Plenty of ways to consume. We had a nice winning weekend last weekend, Mike. We're going to try to do it for everybody again this week with some interesting games in Week 15, including the Bears coming off the bye. Oh, one of my favorite Beatles, What Is Life, George Harrison, to start off with. You know, what is winning? That's what we do. Uh, two and one. I was last week, Carmen, 2-0. and Randy got edged out. He had Buffalo right. Uh, he had a minus 10. They end up winning by 8. So we go 4-2. and two. We had a couple leans go our way, Carmen. It's good to talk to you. Good to talk to Randy. I want to wish my dog Lotto, my puppy Lotto, a happy second birthday wow. today. Yeah. Two already. I love well, it. I just looked up today. He's got a 23-inch neck. The average man has a 16-inch neck. But other than that, <laughs> he's holding us hostage. What can I tell you? I bet. I love it. I mean, he put I put that chain on him. He goes, what's this? The choke <laughs> chain. He goes, what is this? Is this supposed to stop me? <laughs> Nothing's going to stop him. No, nothing stops us either. We're rolling. We are rolling. Uh, Bears off the bye. Uh, last time we saw the Bears with a little extra time to prepare, they were very impressive. They went into... New England on a Monday night in front of a national TV audience as an underdog, and they won outright. Here we have the Bears at home catching nine points. Total in the game is 48 and a half, and they're playing a team that might be the best, most complete team in the NFC. The Philadelphia Eagles, Mike, at 12 and one, continue to be very impressive. They've been a favorite in every game they've played so far this season. They're eight and five against the number. And they're a very, a very dangerous team on both sides of the football. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it, and then after they beat New England, Paul said, we better start making some trades. This is looking <laughs> like they might get better. Right, we lost six uh, in a row. <laughs> yeah, so since then, we've lost six in a row, but Philadelphia is a stud team. Uh, dominant of both uh, uh, lines, Carm. Hurts uh, uh, has done a great job this year. A lot of people are right now picking them for MVP. we got a couple weeks left see what happens there. Uh, they are just a strong club. They're nine-point favorites against the the Bears. Uh, I'd stay away from this game. I don't want to stay away from this game. I'd like to have interest in this game. I'm 1-0-1. I mean, 0-1-1 with the Bears the last two times I've bet them. I just can't push myself to go either way on this. I could see the Bears keeping it close. I mean, Justin Fields is going to be a handful. No doubt about it, but I fear with the nine-point spread that this could get ugly. Yeah, I mean, I, I fear that the Bears' defense just won't be able to stop right. the Eagles. I'm kind of with you. Like, I think with extra time, um, and we've seen this uh, this coaching staff use it well already at one point earlier in the season, and the fact that the Eagles have this game sandwiched in between road division games. Remember, they're going to Dallas for a pretty significant game potentially next weekend, depending on the outcome of this week's game. So. I don't know. Is it like a little bit of a trap game for the Eagles? Do they take it easy? Um, it's a big number. Uh, the Eagles have done a good job covering some of these, and they whooped up on the Giants last week as they were playing as a favorite on the road inside the division. But I'll just give out this trend, too. So far this year, teams getting more than a touchdown. The Bears fit that criteria, obviously, getting nine. Mm-hmm. Those teams this year are 24 and sec- uh, 16. 24 and 16 against the spread. So they've done quite well. I'd like to maybe make a little case for the Bears, but it's not a game I've bet yet. Uh, the over has hit in each of the Bears' last seven games, and seven of the Eagles' last eight games have gone over their total. So both offenses being pretty efficient right now. I just worry about the Bears' defense to 
get a, a stop at any point in the game. I remember there was a test that was postponed, and my eighth grade nun, Sister Mary Agnes, told me I had extra time to prepare. Mm. We still had the same results. It, it wasn't the result was the same. It huh? was always the same. I had extra time to prepare to go play ball after school and not worry about <laughs> doing my homework. And the bottom line is I know the Bears are going to try to win this game. I just think it's about class. It's not about trying mm-hmm. hard. They're going to try hard. They're going to play the best they can. I do like the fact that they're off a bye. Uh, but I don't think Philadelphia is coming in here except for the express purpose of trying to, you know, uh, get the overall number one seed, which they look like they might get. They might win 14 ball games, and then maybe get their coach, the Coach of the Year award. Uh, you know, yeah. as far as that goes, he's up there, right? I mean, the way he's uh, the way this team has played this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I'd say he's up there. I'd say, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, the guy. I mean, I had Campbell fired after Week Six, and now, now they're on a roll. Quint is on a roll. I know. Quint is on a roll. Quint is on a roll. He got a bigger boat. We'll get to that game in a few minutes. Yeah, he's got a bigger boat. Exactly. The Eagles are a plus 155 favorite uh, right now to win the NFC. Dallas and the Niners plus 330. What do you think with the, the situation in San Fran? I know he's played okay, but he's playing his first true road game tonight. Mike and I are taping on Thursday. Brock Purdy's playing his first true road game tonight. Uh, I wouldn't crown him just yet. What do you think? Are the Eagles the favorite now, considering the quarterback situation in San Francisco? You know what? I mean, if Jimmy G was playing, I would have uh, taken rolled uh, San Francisco all the way. I can't do it. No, I like Brock Purdy. I like what he's done. I like an underdog type of guy, Mr. Irrelevant, getting the job done. He is banged up. Uh, Josh Johnson's in the wings. Mm-hmm. Now, if they have to go to Josh Johnson, he's their fourth stringer. I mean, think about that, folks. He's the fourth quarterback they would use from Lance to Garoppolo Crazy. to Purdy. I mean, it's, and they're still they're still relevant because of their defense. Uh, McCaffrey's going to get more touches uh, because Debo Samuel is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you can run. I think you and I, if we were set up in the backfield, could run against Seattle. That's my opinion. That defense is not good. Not good. So I would. I'm telling you, I think Philadelphia now is the overall favorite. I would have gone with San Francisco had Jimmy G not been hurt. Crazy nugget about tonight's game. And again, Mike and I are taking I love crazy nuggets. Before the Thursday night game, this will be the first time since October 16th that the Niners play in a truly hostile environment. They've had one road game since October 16th, and it was at L.A. where they're the favorite. Let's face it, they're 75 to 80 percent of that crowd was 49 And it's not hostile, right. And it's not not hostile. It was was mostly their fans. And then they played a neutral site game in Mexico City against Arizona. So they've won six in a row, and they have not played in hostile territory since losing at Atlanta on October 16th. That was two months ago, you guys. Where would you put Shanahan for Coach of the Year? Because Mm. if they win this game, Okay, and let's say he's got to use the fourth quarterback, which I don't hope he doesn't have to do. But where would you, they were expected to win? Here, the thing is, Philadelphia was also expected to be good. Uh, but uh, who's got good. the tougher road? Yeah, I mean, San Francisco losing three quarterbacks. My God, and they're still relevant. Boy, that's a great uh, that's a great question. I mean, I think I think, and I don't. I haven't even. I didn't look at these odds, so forgive me. I would think Sirianni's got to be the favorite at well, this point. Well, Philadelphia was supposed to be good. Especially, yeah, San Francisco but, was supposed to be good. Detroit was supposed to be like three and sixteen. Or Campbell, Campbell's an interesting one. Doesn't um, he? How about if they if they win the rest of their games? What the, then? What then? We could ask Luke about that. Oh, I, if, who? If Denver? I mean, excuse me. If, uh, Dallas, if Dallas wins if, the rest no, of the game? Detroit wins the rest of their game. Uh, Detroit, out. excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, if Detroit wins, boy, yeah, then Campbell's right? probably have to be it. Yeah, they were. I mean, I had him gone. 
Yeah. I mean, I I think we both talked about it. He was looking absolutely dreadful, and I love the way he coaches. I think McDaniel's come back to the pack since the Dolphins have lost yep. two in a row. No doubt. So, it's just that, so you know, right now, Sirian is minus 380. So, so he is the favorite. That makes a lot of sense. He can take a knee. Yeah, well... I don't know if, if Detroit rips so off. So what happens straight. if Detroit Campbell's twelve to one? I mean, he's good. they're going to win fourteen games. I mean, I know the Eagles are going to win fourteen. All right, games. but they were expected to win 12, 13. How many games if they if Detroit oh. ran it out would they win? Uh, How they've many got, they've got six, don't they? They would get to ten, isn't that right? Uh, Detroit is six yeah. and seven, so yeah. with four to so go, so they if would they get to win 10. ten wins and they started off one and six, I know. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, if if he wins this week, which he should, the Eagles, and then beats Dallas next week, it's nah, over. Yeah, then you can it's take over. a knee on it. That's true. even if Detroit ends up nine or ten and six. Probably. Wow. It's going to be interesting. Wow. It's, it makes you se- tell me somebody who had Philly for 12, 13, 14 wins. I'll show you the populace. You told me. Tell me yeah. somebody who had Detroit with ten wins. Mike, I'll show you nobody. But they're dominant. They're destroying teams. They're they not are. just. They're, I mean, they're, teams. they're the most dominant yeah. team in the NFL. They right are. Now. Uh, speaking of, uh, just remember the Detroit Lions. If they won ten games, guys, that's it'd a be crazy show. if Detroit won ten games. <laughs> I don't think they will, but it, I'm just it, for the sake of debate. It's it's going to be hard for them because now they're going on the road. We can actually talk about mm-hmm. that game. I mean, they're going yeah. on the road now, and it's it's a totally different story from for them mm-hmm. home in a way. They're playing at the Jets this weekend. That game is a pick 'em. Uh, that's a winnable the- game. It is a winnable game, I, and I think Mike White being injured and having uh, banged up ribs is significant, and I think Quinn and Williams not being 100% healthy is extremely significant. So you're right, it is winnable, um, but look, the Lions at home average 32.5 points per game. Right. On the road, they average 15.8 points yeah. per game. I mean... Now they're a young club. They're going to be trouble for years to come, and uh, the, uh, the quarterback has been sensational. Golf has been good, but, and it's it, he has been. But again, it's the splits are so dramatic home yeah. and away, and that's what you. gives me a little bit of pause. I gotta I gotta play on that game a little bit later anyway, so we'll probably cool. talk about that one. But um, yeah, so Lions Jets. Who would have thought Lions Jets would be an intriguing game in Week 15? Yeah, what a story, time. right? Interesting game. Two up and coming teams, teams that were expected to do nothing. Uh, both coaches doing a great job staying to course. I mean, they didn't abandon ship when things looked bad, which I respect. Uh, and I think that their their goal with uh, Spielman and them in Detroit was to just start winning games, believe in the system. And I think the, the Detroit players have bought in. And uh, you talk about the guy in New York. I mean, he's had to juggle quarterbacks. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Zach Wilson now is back as the number two guy yes. after being inactive for three weeks. And they're supposed to be, you know, splitting their locker room because he failed to take responsibility the last time he played and crapped the bed. Yeah, let's see if Mike White can actually stay healthy and how, how he looks on Sunday to see if yep. the Jets have much of a shot here. We'll talk about all the other games coming up, some of the really interesting ones anyway in Week 15, including uh, a triple pack of games with a night game that's got a lot on the line in Orchard Park between the Dolphins and Bills, so we'll preview that game and talk about a few others uh, before we're out of here. We'll give you best plays later on. Luke Pergandy from PropSwap is going to join us coming up next to talk about the hot tickets there and what the World Cup has meant to the site. I've sold two World Cup tickets How on PropSwap. Pretty good. You know, hey, you can cash tickets and make some money before they even hit, so I I, uh, I I went out yesterday to walk the dog when uh, France was winning one to nothing. I said I'll be back in two hours when France is still winning one to nothing. And, and they won two to nothing. And they won two to nothing. Luke, I mean, if you don't bet, it's a hard watch. Yeah, that could be. Uh, and with the, having a rooting interest, I think has made it uh, more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. You're right, like cheering on Argentina. Coming up next, we will talk to Luke Pergandi. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up. We're the odds couple on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North 
on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Normally at this point in the show, you hear us talking to our good buddy Luke Brigani from PropSwap. We'll talk to him in just a little bit. He needs a few extra minutes. We're taping a little early this week. Podcast going to be up kick off week 15 in the NFL. We, we got bowl games, too. We do have some bowl games. Yeah, we got the start Big of the bowl time. season. Got some good games. We've already talked Bears and Eagles a little bit, Lions and Jets, and then uh, I alluded to that Sunday night game in Orchard Park, Dolphins and Bills, where Buffalo is a seven-point favorite against Miami. This is a brutal scheduling spot for the Dolphins. They played back-to-back games out in California. They stayed out there. They played in San Francisco. They played in L.A. They lost them both. They flew back to Miami early Monday morning after playing on Sunday night football. Now they have a quick turnaround on a short week going to Buffalo, Friday night to play Saturday night in temperatures that are going to be in the 20s and potentially some snow on the ground. So just a brutal spot for the Miami Dolphins, Mike, uh, plain and simple. I mean, uh, aside from any other handicap that we can get into and some of the injuries for the Dolphins, the NFL really did no favors to the Miami Dolphins here with the schedule. No, and they've had some injuries. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big fan of their coach ever since he laid two out. Mm. You know what I mean? A few weeks back, two has really not been all that good since. I've had some some good uh, uh, portions of football and some bad portions of football, but I just don't believe in the Miami Dolphins. I don't, and and, and maybe it's because of the way that the the, the schedule's been. Uh, I'm not a Tua guy. I mean, if you said who do you want, Tua or or Hurts? I would say oh, hurts every single me time. Me too. But if you told me, yeah, I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. Uh, I I know that hurts is more accurate. Um, it's it's really tough for, for me to like Miami right now. It really the, is. The Dolphins failed to score more than 17 points in either of their games out in Cali. Again, they lost yep. them both. Tua is dead last in the NFL the last two weeks in EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. He's been horrible. He was three for his first 17 or something uh, last week. And I get that that's a small sample. Like, he's been pretty good this year, and the last two weeks is a small sample. But I think defenses— No, but it's two weeks in a row. Kyle. It is. You're right. And I think defenses are starting to take away the middle of the field a little bit and trying to limit the big playability to Waddle and to Tyreek. And let's face it, we watched that game Sunday night. Tyreek Hill's ankle was not in good shape. Now, he's tough and he's going to play, but Tyreek did not look himself. And I'll tell you, the other guy did that did not look physically capable of playing, even though he gutted it out. Their left tackle, Teron Armstead, he's hurt, and he hasn't practiced this week, and he looked like he was really struggling physically in L.A. on Sunday night. You know, all that makes me believe Buffalo's the side here, but it's it's a touchdown total. And the Bills are just two and five against the spread in their last seven. They've got some issues too, Mike. So I haven't been yeah, able they're to. They're not the overwhelming Super Bowl favorite that uh, everybody talked about in week one. They're not. And it's you know? it's given me some hesitancy yeah, on pulling the trigger on, on Buffalo minus seven, even though it seems like they're the right side this week. Yeah, you know what? If you're going to do anything, maybe go money line. This is a play. But you know what? Uh, when's the real Buffalo going to stand up? When are they going to start? You know, they they don't have to cover games. They just have to win them. I understand that. But that's no good for what we do. Yeah, That's no good for what we do. This is probably a stay-away game for me. Yeah. I think Miami's one of those teams. To, uh, he could come back. He's been hearing the cries for the last two weeks. You know, he played uh, not very well the other the last time. So they could come back. They could lose by three, you know. I, uh, there's a lot of games, like I always say. we right. got a ton. Yep. I think the angle here, and Todd Furman mentioned this on uh, on the show with me and Ooh, Europe Godwin. earlier. 
Todd Furman, I think, uh, had the angle. If you like teasers, this seems to be a prime teaser spot. Mm-hmm. Tease Buffalo down to the one through the key. Makes and, sense. And th- yeah, and that seems to make the most sense if you're going to uh, if you want to get into something like that. I agree. Cowboys, Jags. Mike, uh, Mike had a nice hit on the Jags last week. They were an underdog. They go in. They win outright. My favorite was Denver, though. Oh, that was how about it? How about it? <laughs> you talk about getting lucky. Come on. Hey, sometimes you, you take you gotta them have you it. get them. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Jaguars now at home after winning outright as a dog last week. They're at home. They're an underdog of about four, four and a half points. The money here has been in on the Jags. Pretty steady since this opened at about six and a half. Like I said, this is down to four, four and a half in most places. Cowboys are the opponent in Jayville this weekend. Jags are three and two straight up and three, one and one against their number in the last five. And Trevor Lawrence in those five games is looking like the number one overall pick, yeah. completing 70% of his passes, 10 touchdowns with no interceptions, Mike, and a quarterback rating of 111.7. He's done a good job of getting the ball out quick. The Jags O-line is sixth best in the NFL in adjusted sack rate. Now, can they hold up against Dallas's fearsome pass rush? We're going to find out, but if they can, the Jags might have a little chance. I think they can stay within this number this weekend. I'll tell you what, though, and you know, Dallas is, is the same way that I just discussed Miami. I just don't believe in them. I mean, every year you get burned by them no matter what. You think they're going to go all the way. I mean, they haven't won since the 90s. Or, or was it the 90s? Yes, they haven't won a Super Bowl since the 90s. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm going, come on now. You know, what? what's going to happen here? I look at Jacksonville. I look at Trevor Lawrence, and he's starting to come into his own. But maybe if I had to lean, I'm leaning to Dallas Cowboys here. Okay. All right. I just think that, you know, you got the two big lines. Um, and, and don't forget, their quarterback's pretty good, too. But, you know, is Dak Prescott ever going to get them over the hump? I don't we'll know. find out. I don't know if he is. I like I Dak, either. but I don't know if he is. Well, you're paying him a lot of money. You pay the money they're paying him would suggest they won a couple Super Bowls with them already. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. And Dallas, uh, another one of those tricky scheduling spots. Sometimes we talk about they're on the road in a non-conference game, and we talked about this uh, on deck when we talked about Bears Eagles. We talked about this game on deck for Dallas is a home game against the Eagles next Saturday afternoon. So uh, you well, just want to see if they're not looking ahead a little bit too much of to that game. I think Dallas was caught looking, you know, probably. Looking past uh, Houston a little bit, but bailed themselves. I don't out know how you play rally. somebody and why you're lined up against them. You're saying, "Boy, next week I can't wait to play against so and so." I don't know how you look ahead when somebody's opposite you. I know what you're saying, yeah. but but that's sort of like saying, "Carm, that they're not putting all they have into this game." Yeah, and I don't, I don't mean know. To suggest that, I think but looking I... ahead's almost like slang for mm. an ex- an excuse, excuse, maybe if they lose. Yeah, maybe. You know? uh, Bengals, Bucks this weekend in Tampa. The Bucks li- a limp home, licking their wounds. Uh, Tampa, for the first time all year, is going to be an underdog, guys, and they're a home underdog of three and a half points against the Bengals. Uh, just some some uh, some stats here that I, uh, Tampa is awful right now. Plain and simple. Yes, they are barely inside the top twenty in the NFL in net points per drive. They're 23rd in EPA per play the last three weeks, averaging fewer than 14 points per game. Uh, Bengals sixth in EPA per play over that same span. And during their five-game winning streak, Joe Burrow's been pretty damn good. Ten touchdowns, three picks, seventh amongst all quarterbacks in EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. Tom Brady is the 24th-ranked quarterback in that metric over the same span. And listen to this, guys. Mikey, Tampa. Is one nine and one against the spread in its last eleven oh. games. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, the Rams, the Tampa Bay Bucks, all the named teams this year. If you took them with the spread, you're looking for a cardboard Oof. box to live in. 
you are looking for a box to live in with maybe an, an extra room somewhere. I don't know because it hasn't been pretty. And Brady, he doesn't have his weapons. I mean, uh, he's got Evans, but I, I always said this. Gronk leaving was a huge blow to them. Yeah, that's big. And I'll tell you this right now. I'm hearing that Brady has tuned out Leftwich, uh, that, that Todd Bowles, and Leftwich both are lame ducks. I mean, there might have to be a change because it's been a bad year Terrible. for them. And there was a rumor that I heard on Vissen from Paulie Howard. He said he heard that after they go over the game plan with Byron Leftwich. Now, this is what he said. At night, the night before the game, Brady... Uh, uh, meets with the skill position players and they tinker with it. Well, the crazy thing is, last year they were make they were saying the same thing. After he and Arians would go over it, he and Leftwich would get together. Now he's doing the same thing. Right, he's turning on Leftwich. I think he regrets you pushing Arians that? out. I think he regrets pushing Arians. I, out, do, I do too. Can you imagine having a game plan uh, plan set and then the players meeting that night and changing it, and he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, That's it's pretty crazy. Tough. They're, they're, they're but I like Tampa. Their season's on the line. You're probably right here, Mike. I like Tampa in this game. Their season's on the line. I, I think they're going to play like a really desperate football team. And that 1-9-1 one, and one number uh, against the spread, I mean, that's, that's burning money, obviously. But, as I told you, they've been laying in all those games. This is the first time they're an underdog. And it's above the key of three. They are getting mm-hmm. three and a half. So, I would suggest probably get uh, get in on it now. Um, if you want this game, and, and the Bucks, if you've got to play this, it seems like that's the side. That's I think right. you're right. If you're going to play it, I think you got to play Tampa. I'm not making it a main pick, but if I play, if yeah. I, when I gamble on Sunday, I will I will probably play that. No, game. I'm with you. I think that's the side you got to yep. be on if you want to play that yep. game. All right, we're going to chat with Luke Pergandy coming up. we got some other fun stuff to talk about. The World Cup final, bowl season starts this weekend. Jim Miller's going to give us ponies, so don't go anywhere, folks. There's more to do, more fun coming your way. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Every week, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Oh, have, yeah. uh, I've sold two tickets on Prop Swap this week. So uh, when we tell you how much we enjoy what the site, what the app provides, uh, we're not kidding. We use it. Um, I sold two World Cup tickets, made uh, you know almost double my money on a Croatia ticket, and did the exact same on a Argentina ticket. Now that they're in the final, uh, sold a ticket for a little over three hundred bucks. We sold our Phillies wow. tickets. So. Woo! Making money when these teams don't even have to win. And I might, like Luke says, always take a little of your profit and reinvest it in Argentina. I might do that because I think maybe Messi and Argentina can get it done this week. So we'll see. But let's bring him in. He joins us every week, one of the founding members of the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. He is Luke Pergandy. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas indeed, Luke. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good, guys. How are you? How are you guys? We're doing well. Good. Um, I was saying I sold two World Cup tickets this week. How about it? I mean, the appetite for World Cup has been there, Luke. And I I know being on the app and, and listing some tickets and looking at others, um, I mean, there's been a ton of them. The Morocco story was a great one, yeah. and people that took advantage of that, God bless them. But it seems like there's been a pretty healthy appetite for World Cup. Yeah, I think the more this tournament has went on, that the excitement's kind of built. I think in the beginning, people were like, well, these games are in Qatar, and I'm not going to be able to watch them. And um, 
you know, I do. I honestly believe this whole work from home movement over the last two and a half years has been a boom to sports betting because you could just sit at home and you have your office set up in your living room and just watch sports while you're, you know, pumping out emails. So I think that's been been big for um, the ability to gamble on stuff. And, and the World Cup is, you know, getting played on Wednesday mornings. So um, you know, it's been it gives us the ability to both work from home and watch these games. You know, Luke, I was talking, we were talking earlier about coach of the year. And, you know, I, I agree, Philadelphia's guy seems to be the odds-on favorite. Uh, but I was going to ask you, what happens if Detroit runs the table? And uh, Detroit wins 9-10 games with this guy. Yeah. Why had fired after week six? He's at 12-1 right now. I think right now, if you're smart, you bet him. And if they get on a little bit of a roll... I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think because Philadelphia is like the 85 Bears. They were expected to win 13, 14 ball games. The over-under was that Detroit was like a 3-4 win deal. They were left for dead halfway through the season. What's your take on the coach of the year? I know Philadelphia's guy's the favorite, but would you buy a Detroit ticket right now? Yeah, I would sprinkle some on him. I mean, look, they they got a deal. So to get into that wild card position, they yep. need the, both Giants and Commanders to lose a couple. First of all, Giants and Commanders play each other mm-hmm. this weekend. So you got one loss coming there. Um, and then the uh, I believe it's the Giants that have to play the Packers, which is like you know maybe a coin flip game. Um, both of those teams have a rather difficult schedule. The Giants and Commanders have a rather difficult schedule to finish out the year. So. If the Lions get in, you know, say it's a 50-50 shot that Dan Campbell gets it, so the odds were moved to 12-1 to 1, down to, you know, minus 110. Sure. Um, it, you're gonna, you definitely need a miracle. Like, something bad has to happen to the Eagles. They've just looked like a juggernaut, so it's kind of like, you know, if I'm the voter, how do I not give it to this team that's basically the best team in the NFL this mm-hmm. year? Um, mm-hmm. So you need a few things to go wrong with the Eagles but I think that if the Lions get in, certainly with using PropSwap, you'd be able to sell that 12-1 to ticket on PropSwap in a few weeks. Yeah. The other thing with the Eagles related to that Mike and I talked about is that I think for the first time in probably about eight weeks, guys, we have a new favorite for MVP in the NFL. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is now the favorite, Luke. And, uh, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine what some of those odds look like at the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. He was. So starting quarterbacks, and we talk about this preseason every year, like if you're a starting quarterback, you should automatically have a 1-32 in shot, right? Because if we all agree that 95% of the time this is a quarterback's award, like every starting quarterback should not have any higher than 33-1 to payout. So, uh, yeah, I think he was even 40-1, to and I want to say someone popped him at 50-1. to Mm. You know, you got to remember that they didn't look that good last year. So – some books will open the odds on that a week after the Super Bowl. So if you go all the way back to you know last February, I'm sure that some books were hanging fifty to one on Jalen just because they didn't look that strong last year. And um, you know a huge reason that was the offensive line was just decimated. Never seems healthy this year. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, fifty to one. You'd be uh, you're sitting on a gold mine. So be smart with it, folks. That's what we'll say. Uh, Luke, have a great weekend as always, buddy. And we appreciate the time. Enjoy the World Cup final, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, Carmen. Bye, Mike. See See you later, pal. Oh, my God. Blueberry Christmas. The best, yes. And uh, the World Cup, I think he makes a few good points about the time. Uh, It's kind of been conducive for people to 
to be able to watch, or maybe you are working from home and you've been able to multitask. Two games to go in the World Cup, the third-place game. Yurko's pretty interested in that one on Saturday. And the final is Sunday morning at night. By the way, I got a card from the kids. I know I got it from you and the wife, but I got the (laughs) card from the man, baby. Good-looking crew there. Well, thank you. That's a good-looking crew. They take after the wife. They obviously do. No, Uh, it's a good-looking crew. They really are. I appreciate it. Tell them I got the card. Yeah, you know, I got it up on my desk. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, they're they got their set. They're all man stuff. No they problem. thank you for the uh, fudge pod uh, <laughs> gift package. I'll tell you by that the much. Way, they love that thing. By the way, if you want the fudge pots at fifteen hundred on Wells for Christmas holidays, get, buy people some candy if you don't know the what best. to get them. Or go buy it was by Tony's Deli uh, the other day too. Get get him a sub, wrap a sub up for somebody. <laughs> there you go. To Have it under the tree. The fudge pot assortment, uh, oh, yeah. Mike and B send. I mean, it's got the toffee and the chocolate covered pretzels and the turtles. Yep. I mean, it is just absolutely. I would send the North Pole. It was like 15, 20 years ago. He says, "Do you have a candy you'd like to design?" And at the beginning, it was like at the beginning of the white chocolate phase. For a, and I, I basically, it's a pretzel, long pretzel with caramel coated over it, then white chocolate over it, folks. Jeez. It's very, very good. We just can't fit it into the box. It's a longer pole. Decadent and outstanding. It Absolutely, great. my friend. Uh, any, any thoughts as we're just a few weeks away, Mike, from the college playoff? Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, TCU, Michigan. You got one strong feeling in either of those games? I know the money has mostly rolled in on TCU here, lowering that line to about a touchdown. Michigan, in most places, about a seven-and-a-half point favorite still. A I little think bit Michigan above the can key. win, Carm. Yeah, I think so. I thought the show they put on in Ohio you don't do that to Ohio State, really, the way they beat them at, at Ohio State. I was impressed with the running. Jimmy Harbaugh, you know, he's a, a very excellent coach. Uh, TCU I'd be rooting for. I think it's going to be a good playoff. I think everybody's waiting for the 12-teamer, which gives everybody some hope, which will open up the tent, which will give other teams opportunities to recruit kids because a lot of the kids were going to Georgia. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids were going to Alabama. It was a mini uh, dynasty within three, four teams, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. Now you'll get TCU. Now you'll get your Mississippi State saying, hey, you know, we're good enough to make the playoffs of 12 teams would you like to play for us and yeah. i think that's good for the game so in two weeks mike and i'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into that game yeah. as we'll be on the eve of uh, getting the college football playoff going between those four outstanding teams when we come back jim miller's got ponies then we're going to give you our best plays so don't go anywhere still more to come we're the odds couple presented by prop swap this is the odds couple with carmen defalco and mike north on espn 1000 this is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Answering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple every week, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We are presented by PropSwap. And every week, we get ponies from one of the best handicappers in the business from Hawthorne Racecourse, Chicago's hometown track, thoroughbred season, Going on here for a couple more weeks still through December, through the holidays. You follow him on Twitter. He's at Hawthorne Jim. Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! Gentlemen, it's winding down. Crazy to say we've been going for almost two years straight for racing. So we get a little bit of a break in January and February. But, yeah, three more weekends of racing and then uh, wind it down. And then we kick it right back off again starting the first week of March next year. Jimmy, the cold is rolling in like we've been pretty fortunate let's face it um i mean even with all the rain and some of the the unpleasant weather we've had in these last few days we've had very mild warmer temperatures the cold is rolling in though what does that mean for the track and the conditions 
For the, for the track and the conditions, it means it's a little bit more work on our track crew. I mean, they'll work 24-7 on this racetrack, just making sure that when there's not horses on the track, there's machinery on the track working to make sure it doesn't freeze up, it doesn't clump up, and it's a good, safe, raceable surface. Now, when you get extremely cold temps, like when we're talking about going down around zero next week, that's when you kind of have to make that consideration that maybe it's a little bit too cold for the humans that are out there on the racetrack, too. But when temperatures are right around, say, 25 to 30 degrees, the track's actually pretty good, and it's a great track to handicap because it's almost always a speed-favoring type of racetrack, and it's that opportunity to make some money. Jimmy, I got the odds to win the Kentucky Derby 2023. And the problem is there's 150 horses here. Yeah. So I tweeted it out, and you can bet any horse you want. You can bet like a horse like Practical Move at plus 15,000, okay? If he ends up in the Derby and wins, that's what you win. Now, the problem is you got to figure out what 20 horses are going to make it. Like there's one Arabian Night at plus 1,500. Uh, Cave Rock at plus 2,000. Yep. I didn't know they did this. Futures where you can possibly bet a horse that may not even be in the Derby. You're projecting he could make it and hoping that he wins to win a ton of dough. When did this start happening? It's always been that way. And, and that's something that has gotten a little bit more active recently, right. just for the fact that horse racing is expanding a little bit more, and it's starting to expand actually into the sports wagering platforms too. So it's something that people do watch for. But like you mentioned, a horse like Cave Rock, for example, right. this was the horse that was the favorite in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, mm-hmm. ended up finishing second there. If the horse had won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, probably would have been the early favorite for Kentucky Derby Futures. But like you mentioned, Mike, it's so hard because there's this derby point system where you have to run in certain races to earn points just to get into the derby, and you have to run well. So right now it is a complete crapshoot just trying to figure it out. But if there is a horse that you like quite a bit, yeah. even if you're throwing a couple of bucks down and you're getting these massive, massive odds, these are odds that you'll get right now that if this horse goes through those derby preps and runs really well, you'll have no shot of getting that on derby day. Jimmy, when does that change? Because, yeah, uh, you know, p- crazy. most people probably know uh, horse racing is parimutuel <laughs> racing, and anyway, your your odds are changing. It's not like betting the Bears plus three or minus 105 on the money line where the bet is locked in. Right. Uh, with horse racing, it changes depending on the handle. So, you know, Mike brings up an interesting point. You can bet some of these futures. When does it change where you're going to be locked in right. to, uh, you know, being subject to whatever the line move the morning line move is come race day yeah so for all these futures you can bet them right now and you can lock it into that price and nothing really happens for the derby until you get to the friday before the derby when the wagering windows open that Uh, have the actual field in there for the race okay that's only when the parimutuel aspect kicks in so futures are where the really astute players who think they really have that great horse that they know a lot of clockers will watch these horses these guys out west who see these horses training in the morning who may have never raced, maybe putting a few bucks down on horses like that. But really, it's one of those things where you can lock in a price right now, and you're going to have that all the way up till that first weekend in May. Then that's where the paramutual aspect gets involved. It is very interesting. All right, Jimmy, where are we wagering this weekend? Home cooking. you got to go home this week just because of how the the racetrack's going to play at Hawthorne. So three races on Saturday, bet them all across the board. Race number four, bet the three. Cozy's crown across the board. This one's eight to one in the morning line. Race number five, bet the four, time heist across the board. And then race six, bet the speed of the one, Wildwoods Warrior across the board. Let's see if we can build a bankroll for another great NFL weekend. All right, race four, the three horse across the board. Race five, the four horse across the board. And then race six, the one horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. Thanks, Jimmy. Have a great one, buddy. Yeah, guys. Good luck. Jimmy!
Hey, Our yeah. Guy, the one and only Jim Miller. You so can bet like a horse that's plus 15,000. It's very interesting. But he's got to get in. It's it, it, it's on the front, folks, of north to north. By the way, uh, real quick before we make our picks and stuff, a little tip here from Chris Valica, the bear. Mm, love the one bear. one of the best. Love I mean, him. You know, he's up there with us and some of the others. <laughs> I, we, we, we try to bring him along. No, he's very good. If you're going to play underdogs in bowl season, make sure you play them on the money line for a portion of your play. Since 2008, 36% of the bowls, 182 of 509, were won outright by the dog, ladies and gentlemen. That's interesting. That's pretty good. It's a good stat to know. Keep that in mind, everybody. Good job by Chris. So um, Let's do it then, uh, right. Mikey. Let's start giving out some best plays. All right. You know, uh, Saturday, I wanted to throw a bowl game in there. I said it's important. I, I so love this because I have one, too. I, yeah, I said, I you know, what too. the hell. I'm going to go uh, because I know so much about both these teams. Not really. Fresno State and Washington State. Fresno State's had a great year with a win. I mean, they're going to even get – I mean, they're a top 25 team. But the over-under, when I think Fresno State and Washington State, I think 88-87. You know what I mean? For some reason, those, those West Coast teams, it's 53-and-a-half. I'm going to take the under in that football game, Fresno State and Washington State, at the under 53-and-a-half. 53-and-a-half sounds good. Um, I'm going to give out a game for Friday, one of the bowl games, uh, Texas-San Antonio against Troy. Both these teams riding 10-game winning streaks as they clash in the Duluth uh, Duluth trading Cure Bowl. Um, Troy... Went 10-3 and three against the number so far this season. This game is kind of ping-pong back and forth. I don't know if it's going to end up with Troy being a favorite, if this game's going to be a pick em. They were a favorite for a little, then they were a dog, then they were a favorite again. Right now, as we tape this, we're looking at Troy plus one and a half. Um, we're just going to go ahead and call it Troy Moneyline minus 105. Troy Moneyline minus 105 is going to be uh, one of my plays. I think they make it 11 in a row. Uh, and I think their defense, which is top 20 nationally in a lot of advanced metrics, will get it done against the high-flying roadrunners. But I like Troy tomorrow. Yeah, after. Troy's made a name for himself. That's a good pick, Carmen. By the way, folks, remember this. Fresno, when you check all these bowl games, find out if players are sitting out because they the want to go into the draft. Washington State's losing their best defensive player. He's sitting out, okay, which I don't like anyway because he wants to go into the uh, NFL. Uh, so, you know what, that's something that maybe you lean Fresno State, but I definitely like the other. Now, my second pick uh, is an upset. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts playing indoors at Minnesota. Minnesota has looked okay last week and, you know, the week before Kirk Cousins, I like them. Uh, they got a, a decent defensive backfield at Indianapolis. The, 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 of course, the big thing is the card Jefferson, but I like the four points. I don't understand the four points except for the fact that Indianapolis had a bye last mm-hmm. week. They feel that they're fresh. Jeff Saturday's had another week to spend with this team. We'll see what kind of coach he is. I'm going to take the four, which takes a lot of a gumption, a lot of cojones, yeah. But yeah. you're right, that extra time. Let's see, you know, the good That's coaches right. usually do well with the that The only reason time. I'm doing it. Uh, we were on the Panthers. It's not good uh, news for Jeff Saturday, then. What's that? Not good news? <laughs> funny, Merck. Funny. Merck. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to back the Panthers again for the second straight week. They're back home. You can still find yeah. some two and a half, so you can find it below the number. Not sure if it's going to be Mitch or Mason Rudolph for the Steelers, but I, I just like the way the Panthers are playing right now under Steve Wilkes. I mean, listen to some of these numbers, Mike. Uh, the Panthers under Wilkes now four and four straight up, six and two against the spread. They were one and four straight up against the number under Matt Rule. 
Running the ball seems to be the key here. Uh, in the four wins they've had under Wilkes, they've averaged a little over 200 rushing yards per game. Uh, since week six, they're top 10 in the NFL in rush EPA and 13th in success rate. So they've gotten it done, and I think they could find success again on the ground. Uh, I just like some of the swag and the moxie that that team's playing with right now. They line up, they kind of play smash mouth, old school football, but I think they can do enough to win by a field goal and cover that number against the Steelers. I hate going against Mike Tomlin as a dog, but I'm going to do it this week with Carolina laying two and a half. First time I've ever been disgusted with Mitch Trubisky. Did he played to try to make things happen? Oh, he Mitch, wants to yeah. get back in the lineup. They were in the red zone twice. They also, boy, he can't get away from bad kickers. They should have won the game <laughs> That's anyway. True. There was a block kick. First time I've been disgusted with this play. He's got to be better than that. He was horrible in that football game, even though he did throw a touchdown. He threw a, just a two, a bomb, three picks, but two were just absolutely uh, horrific. Now, uh, I don't have anything else. I just I, got th- those two games, Carmen. I'll give one more. I um, love when you give one more. We'll give more. a three-pack. Why not? I kind of yep. feel good. I'm going to fade the Lions, as we talked about. They're just oh! a much different team outside on the road in the elements. Not that the weather's going to be inclement by any stretch of the imagination in New York. It, it'll actually be pretty pleasant. But the home road splits just kind of scare me here for Goff and the Lions. Um, I'll tell you what else kind of scares me a little making this pick. But, you know, don't Qu- the Jets scare you a little bit, too? Well, Quinn and, Williams, Quinn and Williams scares me a little bit, not yeah. having him healthy. I mean, he went out of that game against Buffalo, and the whole thing changed. They might win that game against Buffalo last week if sure. Quinn Williams doesn't go out of the game. But I'll just say this real quick. The Lions, while they've won 5 of 6, they really haven't faced a murderer's row of defenses in that span. They faced the Packers, Bears, Giants, Jags, and Vikings. Good now, point. one of those teams ranks inside the top 20 in defensive DVOA. Their average rank is 27th. Their average rank in defensive EPA per play is 25th. And when the Lions have gone on the road and they've stepped it up in class against defenses like Buffalo... Um, this year, and the Patriots and uh, the Cowboys, they've averaged only 10 points per game in those three games, and they lost all three. So Jets as a pick right now is uh, the game we're going to go with. So just Jets as the straight-up winner. Beautiful. Hey, you know what? Uh, that That's going to be a hell of a football game. I think when, so. When everybody had it as a throwaway about yeah. 10 weeks ago. Now, without further ado, the man who – organizes this wonderful company, organizes the odds couple, gets us in line, lets me have it when I'm being a little sluggish. What about Randy? All right, boys, real quickly, book signing Saturday. Oh, that's right. Two. Yeah, where is it? I Scoops? was going to go, but I got something. I got a, a party I got to go to. But Scoops I, and cookies. In Deerfield. I don't want to hear excuses, Mike. I want results. Uh, 740 Waukegan Road. Scoops and cookies in Seven, Deerfield. 740 Waukegan Road. Great place nice. to get cookies. Sounds Ice good. cream. I love what it. What time does it start? Uh, 12 to 2. 12 to, 12 2. to 2. Go to get All right, Here book. we go. I'm going to go BYU in the New Mexico New Mexico Bowl. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go uh, just on the money line. They're getting four points, but okay. I like them to win that money game. Line? Okay. Uh, I, Carm, I like the Steelers, but you talked me out of it. So I'm going to go um, Chiefs minus 14. Okay. I like the Titans on the money line. I like the Giants wow. plus four and a half. And I'm going to take the Packers minus seven. Holy cow. There you go. Work. Randy's had enough. Oh, my Lord. Enough nonsense with this nonsense with Buffalo last week. Gave, I'm going to cover myself. You just gave a six-pack of games, I think. Yeah, you know what? I think I gave five. Oh, five? Yeah. Okay, five. Yeah, he's, he's the guy on the, on the tightrope right now. He's Wendella with yeah, the big – remember when he, the, yeah, he yeah. had the pole? Yeah, That pole didn't help him one bit, but that's we'll see imp- what that's happens. That's impressive, bro. That's impressive, Randy. Uh, Merck's going to do the show for me with Mike next week. Yep. I'm going to be gone. Merry Christmas, Mikey, you and B. Have a you great holiday. And- 
And Randy, happy holidays, my friend. Happy Hanukkah, Randy. Hanukkah starts this weekend, Randy, Hanukkah's the 18th. Sunday, yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays, everybody. And uh, thanks to Randy, as always. Thanks to Luke and thanks to Jimmy. Mikey, have a great weekend. Happy wagering, buddy. And talk to you in a couple weeks, pal. Merry Christmas. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.